When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show. Ramon, what's going on on this Thursday? Man, Friday Junior is going pretty good, okay? And I know, I think what you're going to say next is, is Pacers Week's Patriot Week. And guess what I'll still say? Jesse Mm. caught it, okay? Jesse caught it. Yeah, yeah, we went there, okay? So, yeah, it's going good. He actually did, though, you know? He did. He, he caught the ball and he. Oh, okay. All right. Enough of that here. <laughs> let's try something a little more timely today, Moan. All right. Let's it, go. It's one thing to say, uh, as the Steelers have been saying, and and I believe them and their passion for this particular subject. Yeah. That they can sustain their defense without TJ Watt. But let me ask you this. Is it still mm-hmm. an elite defense or was it an elite defense? I mean, I don't uh, want to put words in your mouth here. Uh, from the week one showing, yeah, it's an elite <laughs> defense, okay? Um, it is an elite defense, man. And as long as everybody, for the most part, stays healthy, and I know we're speaking about one guy being out right now, but – there's a lot of moving parts that come down to this defense, man. And not just that a lot of responsibility that's going along with it too, DK. Um, when you look at this game, this team, the, the makeup of it, you got to ask yourself, why do I still think is this, this, you know, elite defense? And I, I'll just have to say, I had a conversation with somebody that's actually doing a, a special on Coach Tomlin and he asked me, it was like, what, what is it? Is there one defining moment that'll really bring, you know, who Coach Tomlin is? And I sat there for about two or three seconds. This is in an interview and didn't say anything. And I thought to myself, no, I don't know if I have those type of moments. Now, when I said that and I had to really break it down, I was just like, well, because every man in that room that that represents that black and gold, the Pittsburgh Steelers, understand what their job and their duties are. You know, like, and when I say that, DK, I feel like you would probably understand that by, you, you, you know that, look, TJ is out, okay, for the next few weeks. And the guy that's got to be in his place, got to kind of uphold some of the things that TJ did. Not be TJ, but understand what TJ did. Whether that's, you know, Malik Reed, whether that's, you know, Alex Highsmith picking up, whether that's Cam being a whole lot bigger role, whether that's, you know, Terrell playing a bigger significant role like guys I've seen in this position, whether it's minus Ben, minus AB, minus Marquise. Minus Le'Veon, they always pick up the slack because the DNA in which Coach Tomlin has kind of driven into that locker room to those players, to his coaches, 
always seem to find his way back out into somebody else, DK. Well, there's Marcus Gilbert being out. The next thing you know, Chris Hubbard starting and not just starting. He go get a big bag from some other team. We've seen this kind of happen with this team time and time again. And again, it's way better with TJ. It's way better with men is there. But I still think there will be a level of eliteness that you'll say to yourself, how the heck do they continually do this? Well, when you're talking about elite and like you said, you you know, correctly laughed off my question, which is the, the whole. I mean, when you have seven sacks and four interceptions yeah. in a game, which, by the way, was the first time for that in franchise history. Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't know how much better of a job you can do mm-hmm. defining something as elite than saying, well, here's this team that's been around since 1933 and they never had a game like wow. this. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, that game stands out as elite. TJ's own performance mm-hmm. was elite. Yeah. However, I want to throw in something else and get your thoughts on this because you brought up several times this summer the the – the Terrell Austin, Brian Flores impact. Now, Flores yeah. is going to be the sexy name in the equation because of all the drama and everything. And wow, I can't believe this guy's in Pittsburgh in this role and all that other stuff. Right. However, I want to remind everyone or maybe bring to attention to everyone that this defense lined up with two down linemen, yeah. two, yeah, and stopped the run. Mm-hmm. Okay, other than one time that Joe Mixon broke loose and got the seven sacks and the four interceptions. Yeah. What is that is not just TJ. No, it's not. And and that's what I mean by as far as will it, I, yes, DK, I think it will be elite still, just simply because of the makeup of it. We we know, as you said, what the the I guess you say the shell of this this defense is. Is it's a three four. But what they're doing, DK, is putting the best bodies on the field. Why do I have to have three big defensive linemen when I can get two that are really doggone good? Okay, like we didn't speak enough, I don't think, about Larry Ogunjobi and the role that he played in the run game too, you know? And if you got Larry and you got Cam or you got Cam and you got Tyson or Tyson and Larry, why do I need to put a third guy out there, okay? Why does Chris Wormley have to be out there when you know his role isn't the same as Larry Ogunjobi? Let me put my best players out there, and if I got to bring one of those big D linemen off and put a faster skill guy out there, let me do that, DK. And we saw how that was able to flourish. And not just that, get results, too. You said you had seven sacks and four interceptions? And, and you know the only and- thing I'm mad about, DK? Mm. Is I'm not a part of that team to say we did that. <laughs> okay. You know, there was a great line from Joe Burrow after the game where someone asked him about Minka's pick, the yeah. pick six, right? And Burrow said, hey, that's a play that they had. And you're yeah. going, wait a second, what? Pick six is a play that they had? Yeah. What's that mean? Well, then after he said that, I went and watched the play again with yeah. a with that quote in mind, and you can see what he's talking about. Minka reads the play, yeah, meaning he reads where the ball is going to. Minka mm-hmm. is the freelancer. He's the wild card. He's the yeah. mercenary, the X yeah. factor, whatever you want to call him, okay? <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's loose and roaming and on the prowl, and he yeah. sees that ball is heading there. He's kind of hidden mm-hmm. from Burrow. Yeah. And then next thing you know, there's 39, 39. <laughs> running down play. the field. And yeah. it's like that to me is a sign of something that was 
scripted, prepared, that's above my pay grade, Moan. Yeah. But that's also what we always speak about on this on this show, DK, is, the, you know, the tendencies of what teams do. I always say this all the time, and people probably think I'm being I'm, I'm, I'm joking about it. But there is always a guy in a dark room watching your tendencies, figuring out what your weaknesses are. And you think that Pittsburgh Steelers defense don't know that first play of the game, they have a tendency to just want to get the ball out of Joe Burrow hand and go on in his playmaking wide receivers. Well, guess what happened? Minka sees that. The scouting department sees that. And you break on plays like that. Again, it's all about tendencies and breaking those things. And again, Minka's a hell of an athlete, right? But it's the mental part that makes you great. That play right there is going to be stamped if Minka continues on this trajectory of a Hall of Fame career. Will it not, DK? It ain't just the regular tackles. No question. No, it's splash. Yeah. It's always splash, uh, especially at the safety position. I mean, you, you, if you think about like Ed Reed had his own brand of splash because he was just yeah. under, you know what I'm saying though? Because yeah. he just, he just knew how to be underneath a football. Yep. Uh, Troy had a different, very different style actually, but Troy had his own brand of splash. This is, this is Minka. It this is. is what he does. He's a, he's a, he's a predator basically, you know, yeah. in a good way, in, in a, a good way, way. in a good <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'm excited to see what the rest of this defense is going to do. DK um, missing TJ 100%. Can still be this good? Yeah, absolutely. When we come back, Moan's going to name one individual who really, really needs to step up this Sunday, meaning their own performance. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. And as promised, Moan's going to give you one individual. I actually don't even know who it is. (laughs) <laughs> who he wants to see really, really step up this Sunday. For me, uh, it's been the guy, one of the guys we've been talking about all friggin' summer, okay? It is Miss um, Trubisky. Just simply because he's in the driver's seat. We know what it was. He, and, and you saw my grade. He took what was there. He did what was necessary. Didn't hold back much, you know, as far as what, what needed to happen as far as the game flow goes. But this week, you got your rhythm of the game speed. Let's go a little bit further. Running out of bounds for a sack when you could have simply tossed the ball away, unacceptable. It's got to be that. Your level of awareness for guys who are open down the field, got to be able to see that a little bit too. I thought, honestly, his command of the team was good. I thought we saw him make some plays with his feet, which was good. He extended plays well. I think he ended up catching, uh, who was it, Pat Frymuth coming across the middle of the field in a very, with Big a very situation. good throw, right? Uh, uh, across his body. The awareness of getting that ball out of your hand, finding that open receiver, running back, tight end, it's got to go up. Um, I don't want to say I want to press, see him press the ball more down the field because I don't know if they're calling those plays right now for him to go down the field like that. But if he's going to move around that pocket, he's got to know, look, you got away with it last week. Trey Hendrickson, I think, was or Davenport was, oh, I'm talking about maybe, what, three inches away from swiping that ball out of his hand, D.K.? We gotta we gotta move past that. 
Every meal ain't a feast, okay? See the guys that you're going for, make those plays, and take care of that ball. If he does that, DK, I don't think we have an issue with what Mr. Bissy is going to do throughout the game. There's a lot of hay left on there. 194 yards uh, through the air. DK, that could have easily been, man, 275, 320? Mm-hmm. Easily. Easily. Yeah. I've got Mitch. I've got Najee Harris. And I'm oh. going to stay on the offensive side of the ball. Okay. And I'm going to throw out a name that almost nobody talks about, Moan, and that's James Daniels. Oh. Um, I got to tell you, Maybe it's that comment that he made in Jacksonville about how, hey, I'm not going to peak in August or whatever it is here. But there's I feel like when I look at Chooks, I'm starting to see some battle. Oh, uh-huh. I, I feel like no, 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 no. I know I see it from Mason yeah. Cole. In addition to playing through a, a not great ankle right. injury that he's got right now, mm-hmm. uh, I'm starting to feel don't laugh at this i'm starting okay. to feel kevin dotson you are okay? i am i am there's okay. something that i like about his demeanor and there's something i like about his ceiling of the blocks meaning especially on pass pro listen i'm talking to a 11 year left I'm guard here so i feel i feel stupid doing this no, okay no but because uh, you're the expert and i'm not but i'm just sharing an observation here you feel free to dump all over it and then the, the left tackle dan moore i thought he carried himself fairly well he fought didn't he i am not feeling daniels yet maybe it's coming i don't know i tell you this if he doesn't if if if, if you don't get to a point to where you get a pulse or you get a shot into your veins of knowing that he's having an impact on the game dk that's that's a tough sled like all right we're in season now like the grind the grunt the pushing of the the grind has to be there and i'm i'm with you uh he can't be the reason why this offense has been stagnant there's a level of of um eliteness that has to be done for nfl starters and And when they're brought in to be basically the guy no no ain't no question about it okay yeah, and and I'm with you on that, DK. I I, I saw Chooks play well. I, I saw, of course, the strain I saw out of Dan Moore was good. And you're right. Dotson had some plays that where you were like, okay, uh, hopefully he's starting to get into the toughness of Mason Coles. And, and then there's one last guy. That's, that's James Daniels. And, of course, I don't know his mentality enough to be like, all right, well, he's going to get it. Well, until we see what it is, then I'm with you, DK. I think it's appropriate to kind of call it out a little bit and say, James Daniels, where are you at at the party? Let's see it is all I'm saying. This yeah. here isn't even necessarily criticism as much as it is. This segment is all about just a, a, a challenge. Yeah, go, go do it. Okay, look, if, if anybody's wrong, you know what? That's within your control. to go and prove it wrong simple as that when we come back the only segment that matters hey moan welcome back it's time for the only segment that matters and that's brought to you by the get-go cafe and market where it's all about quality three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub and burger salad wrap drink and appetizer gets made with fresh ingredients and always tastes amazing order your favorites at the get-go cafe and market today better believe it it's time for hey moan and michael may in no coincidence says Hey, Moan, it seems like 
Mike Tomlin has really been coming out of his shell recently, buying the team black Air Force Ones and dancing with them on the video in the locker room. Has he always been this way and the media just never caught it? Or do you think he's truly come out of his shell as he's a more seasoned head coach? Um, it's a little bit of both. He's always been that way with us, man. Always the most candid conversations, always easy to open up with guys. Um, and I will, I, I think I can admit, like, I think he's probably been a little bit more sheltered as far as showing that type of stuff with us. Now I say us, not just you, DK, because we are in the media now, uh, because there was no reason to, it was a lot to really lay down when you're a guy in his position, man. Like this is one of the most storied franchises in all of sports. Like, let's be real about, you know, that situation and getting established, having a sense of confidence to do the job and not just that, um, completing the job in very bad situations. I'll say this uh, with, with Coach T. Um, I, I told you he's a guy that's a, uh, that, a guy that understands the room a little bit. Right now, that team is super young. That team is, is, is full of guys that don't understand what the NFL is for the most part. And they got young leaders at that. You know, I know you got Cam and Tyson, Larry Ogunjobi is an older guy, but even Minka's relatively still young in his league. You got a young captain as far as Najee Harris goes. You know, like there's a lot of that. So you got to kind of adapt to what these players are without selling yourself out. You have to kind of find your way to, you know, uh, connect with them in certain ways. And you give a little bit and you know what at the end of the day, come Monday, Shut it down. We're right back at it. I gave you what you wanted. The Black Air Force Ones, I get it. You know, uh, the, being able to jump in on your live for a second, I get it. That was a big win. I think most people will 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 celebrate in those type of opportunities when you're doing a little, as he called it, a locker room drive-by of saying what's up to everybody mm-hmm. in good game. But he does it. He's been doing that for years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, that's, that's the point that I want to make here. Uh, and he's interacted this way for years. The only difference. The only difference is Marcus Allen puts it on Instagram now. Okay, And, and Marcus Allen has done this before. They did it in yeah. Baltimore last year. They got him dancing in there. And then before that, Juju would do it yeah. and he, he'd get the head coach in there. So none of this is uh, new at all. And certainly none of it since the since the question involved the media, none of it's new to us. Uh, yeah. I walked I walked past the head coach in the locker room yesterday and he says how you doing and i say well i'm not urinating down my leg and he says real quick he goes just goes good don't do that <laughs> so i'm like now if you don't know what that means that that's a reference to his line about jalen warren the other day yeah. and how he handled his nfl debut saying he didn't at least he didn't urinate down his leg or something to that effect but he's he's always been like that he's always got a joke or a quick wit or something like that and that includes with reporters it's not something that's that's new so i the idea that he's somehow whatever just because yeah someone might have seen a video like that for the first time no he's he's not He's not letting his hair down or anything. He's and been I that way. I think all coaches can do that. Even Andy Reid or Bill Belichick for some reason. You know, like they all find their ways into it's a game. It's a sport. You know, the, you got to have some type of emotions in it. For the players that are close to the coaches or, or you know, you, DK, you've been around them for years. Heck, even a guy like Nick Saban on the college level. You talk to his guys, he's like, no, he's one of the loosest guys we've ever known. Like, there's well, a high it, level of demand. Well, you mentioned Belichick, who's going to be here, obviously, this weekend. Oh. And 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 Belichick has the, the, the reputation for this in all yeah. of professional sports. And yet, have you seen the video of when Chris Berman walked in on the yeah. press conference? Yeah. It's fantastic. For yeah. anybody who hasn't, 
Berman walks in after some Patriots practice or something or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this was just a couple of weeks ago up in Foxborough. And, and Belichick stops and goes, whoa. Because Berman's not a reporter. Yeah. It's just, it was yeah. just, and he starts yeah, slow clapping him. for him. And he goes, well, I haven't seen you in a while. Wow. <laughs> and you're going, like, did somebody hijack Belichick's brain here or something? What the heck happened? I know. Uh, Obviously, Moan, there's a lot of stuff that people don't see, uh, including yeah. people like me behind the scenes, though, isn't there? It is, man. And uh, again, when you're when you're working with your guys day in and day out, you learn them, you grow with them uh, and you get close to them. You know, like he, he gets it. Heck, Coach T got young kids, you know, they're in college age kids now. And that level of being able to relate. I think it's something that a lot of people haven't seen because, you know, like you said, they're not privy to that type of stuff. But the the conversations he's had with us, but he also has his line too. like we couldn't get Coach Tomlin to come to our Thursday night meetings. Why? Because there's a level of respect for us and him as a coach to where it was just like, well, I can't be congregating like that. You know, it's there's been that type of stuff like so. There's not a, a, you know, somebody losing the rope when it comes down to what his job is. No, there's still a level of don't you bleak this up, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, now nah, you don't have to worry about it. I thought it was good to see. And DK is mute. So do I have to close out this show? Look at this radio pro, right? <laughs> we'll do one more of these tomorrow, Moan. <laughs> Maybe. We will. We yeah, will. We'll, we'll be here. <laughs> we will.